Hey, mates, if you've been on our Facebook or our Twitter page recently, you'll know that we are currently trying to get Josh Earl into the hottest 100 on Triple J for his Rad Dad theme. If you're voting or even if you're not voting and you want to chuck him in, that would be so cool. Uh, go onto the Triple J website, triplej.net.au, and you'll have to write it in. Josh Earl as the artist and Rad Dad theme as the song. Uh, if we get him in, it would be such a great win for him and for the show and for just general stupidity. So go and be a part of that. Please, triplej.net.au. Also, we're doing live stand-up shows and podcasts, Brisbane and Melbourne. A whole bunch of stuff is on sale now. For all the details and tickets, go to our website, littledumdumclub.com, and we'll see you there, mates. Hey mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow and sitting next to me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. What's going on in your life, my well, little mate? Should we? I think we should introduce a guest first and oh. then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about our, uh, our settings, I think. <laughs> so when I said to you, do you have anything for up the top? And you said, yeah, definitely. What you had up the top was to just... Divert to bringing the guests in oh, straight away. I have guests. I brought guests <laughs> okay. in today. That's what I've got. Very good of you. All right, well, let's get straight to it. First of all, returning to the show, you know him, you love him. It's our little mate, Luke McGregor. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me. So red in the face from yeah. riding your bike here in 43-degree heat. Big mistake. I don't know how your face is redder than your hair, but it is. <laughs> well, it's when you uh, it looks like the mutant powers are kicking in. It's like a colour wheel because there's, there's one shade of red for his face. If, and I did have, for if that hair. was a power... And I could turn my face red at any moment, on at, at will. I don't know what to do with it. No. <laughs> mm. I wonder no. if you were African, whether they'd be discussing your colour so red. <laughs> <laughs> and who else? With a, with a they. <laughs> <laughs> they. Who else could that be but the host of Dirty Laundry Live, Lawrence Mooney? Yeah. It's nice to be back for Little Dum Dum Club number. Ooh. Ooh, you've lost one five. What, your appearance or number of episodes? No, my appearance. Oh, uh, five, I reckon. Five, I reckon. Oh, yeah. no, episodes. How many episodes? 171, yeah. I believe. 171. Yeah. What are you do which I reckon is a prime time. number. It's a good number. Is it? Mm. Yeah. I'd end it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, hold on. Three sevens, 21, 150. It's uh, 53 times 57. Here's to another 171. <laughs> we didn't celebrate it's, it's 160. We didn't celebrate 169, which I'm a bit upset by. I feel I'm like that kind of let us go. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Are we? Um, we're in. We're in uh, somewhere oh, we the haven't. Are up. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the drinks cart. Oh, here's a schweppe vest. <laughs> Brought to you by the Little Dum Dum Club. <laughs> mm. When I'm in Melbourne. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We are we are on a uh, commercial liner some at the moment. Yeah, we some are sweet folly work flying there. from Adelaide to Brisbane at the moment. That was the drinks cart going by. No, we uh, we're recording this first time we've ever done this for some reason. We're we're at the uh, Imperial Hotel mm-hmm. um, in a some form of a meeting treasury room. We're in a conference room. Did yeah. you did you just ask them? Can we use your conference room? And Oh, there was, I don't know if there was asking involved, but yeah. we're here. No, we're just here, yeah. It's a very yeah. impressive part of Melbourne. It's the corner of Spring Street and Burke Street, right opposite State Parliament. Yes. We're looking out at Parliament House right now. And for one of the rare times, uh, there's no protesters on the steps. There is a hobo sleeping under a black umbrella. I if you look out that. there. Yeah. And I thought, that's, uh, it's good if you're uh, homeless to provide yourself with some shelter in this heat, because it has been a very hot day. Mm. Black, of course, absorbs heat, so maybe a white umbrella. But you know, when you're when you're a hobo, yeah. uh, I don't even know what that means. But um, you probably yeah, you're uh, you hobo. take the umbrella that you're given. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I mentioned that because over there, um, I was just uh, recounting this the other night. When I, you were in State Parliament. Yes, back when I was uh, serving with Alan Stockdale as co-treasurer of Victoria. No, I went to, high, when I got brought here for high school, I made a big trip up, uh, trip down to Melbourne. Uh, with a, a from the country because you're from the country, Maryborough High School, Maryborough. Yeah, and it was like year seven, year eight, something like that. And we went to see uh, uh, the, what is it called? Is it Parliament House? Is that what you it call is it? Parliament House. Parliament House. And we went through and we got a guided tour of everything. And um, we were inside the big whatever you call. What do you call that cabinet? You the, call that? It's the well, the lower houses. Lower. I suppose the chamber. The chamber. Yeah, right. Mm. So we we had someone that worked. Uh, in Parliament, showing us around, explaining what happens and who says what. It's not very what. big, is it? It's quite small. Yeah, and all, all the all the terms and everything. And I put my hand up and asked a question, and then I noticed that I got a really weird response. Mm. And then I got a quite a weird response from all the other people in our class and whatever. And then I sort of went, well, I didn't think that was that bad of a question. I just sort of said, oh, what what goes on here, or who who says what here, or something like that. And then when everything drifted away and the focus went off me. Someone, I sort of said to someone, why, why was everything so weird then? And they said, you, you don't remember what you said? And I went, no. And they, they said, you, and I thought I'd said something like, oh, what's that for over there? And what I'd apparently said was, so what's that fucking thing for over there? <laughs> and just wow, pulled. Your hormones had got away from you, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> In like year seven or eight, I've just thrown out an absolutely uh, unnecessary F-bomb to a member of parliament or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, well, and I'd blacked out. I just blacked out and didn't know that I'd said that at all. How's this for exciting <laughs> uh, in terms of Australian history? In 1901, when the country was federated, the first sitting of federal parliament was at the exhibition buildings just up there on Nicholson Street. Mm. And then federal parliament sat in that building until Canberra had uh, parliament house made. So federal parliament was here. Just imagine what a different country... Australia would be if Melbourne was its capital and federal parliament sat there. Yeah. In what, way, in what way would it be different, do you think? It'd be a lot smarter and it would be a lot cooler. Yeah. You swearing yeah. in there would have been a bigger <laughs> deal, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, you swearing <laughs> in federal parliament. <laughs> You'd still be you would in have been jail on the, with David yeah, Hicks. You'd be on the news. You'd yeah. be famous. Yeah. Can, we get, can we get this passed? Why did they, <laughs> why did they relocate it to Canberra? Do we? Because Sydney arced up and so they had decided... Uh, well, they decided early on to get it some area that was equidistant between Sydney and Melbourne, but it's not it's a lot closer to Sydney, and it's Canberra, and it's out there in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Mm. Welcome back to the Behind the News podcast, everyone. <laughs> I know. This podcast that being, was so year being, 10 history being, teacher. <laughs> everyone just went, we're going to miss episode 171 because the moon man just got a little bit history. He forgot he was a comedian and he's worn his tweed jacket in. No yeah. wonder he's sweating so, so much on a 43 degree day. primary school students listening to this podcast now after having the podcast wheeled in yeah. on, a, on a cloistered ca- cabinet thing into their classrooms. And they're told to take notes. There'll be three sections yeah. of today's little dum dum class. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, sweet, we don't have to do work. The first section is on time. where was federal parliament first held, and the second section is on how many birds Luke McGregor's been pantsing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be here all day. <laughs> so, Luke McGregor, how many fucking birds have you pantsed? Oh. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you hear did, what you just said? Did you know what? that you did what? it? You've made it did, awkward. Did, did, did you we said just start pants. the podcast? That's really weird. <laughs> did we just start? <laughs> Whenever hey, hey you're mates. near state, hey mates, are we going? Whenever you're near state parliament, you always start swearing. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what is what is that again? You, when you can't, when you swear uncontrollably. What oh, is Tourette's. It? Tourette's. Yeah, I've You've got, got federal fed or state parliamentary Tourette's. Tourette's. I've got state Tourette's because I don't I don't do it in Canberra. So I've just got state Tourette's. <laughs> you know yeah. you don't do it in. So every time you've been to Canberra, you've never once sworn. He yeah. gets posher. He gets more proper. <laughs> you've never sworn in Canberra. Oh. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, I would have. I've done gigs in Canberra. I would have been fine. <laughs> 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 yes, I would have, because I've done gigs in Canberra. <laughs> that sounds bizarre, but I don't swear much in my ordinary life. I s- probably swear way, way more on stage. Yeah. yeah. And so when, uh, when people come up to me after a gig and they think I'm s- kind of sweary guy, and it's like, oh, fuck this, fuck that, I find a little bit... Beneath you, yeah. What, yeah. what makes you? I, no, <laughs> I find the audience. <laughs> Please don't approach me after we, gigs. We, what I'm trying to say. We were dirty laundry. We were allowed to swear, weren't we? There was. We were. Yeah. There was. Uh, in the first episode, it got kind of out of hand because <laughs> we were. We told her we're allowed to swear, but don't swear if you don't need to. But then again, it doesn't matter. And then we got yeah, all a little yeah. bit too excited and. Everyone went fucky, fucky, fuck pants, and then <laughs> it's not weird. I kept running on camera, <laughs> saying it. <laughs> fuck you. But, yeah, but you're not naturally a swearer, are you? No. So I, when you go to swear, you kind of like hesitate. It's like, can, can I? It takes, Should I? Yeah, it takes a while. I, I don't. <laughs> f- f- I don't fuck. know what happened, but I we used. To, I, I did a, a gig once, and I um I watched it back, and I'd said motherfucker. <laughs> Say, it was a bit about the moon landing, and I well, said, said "Motherfucker!" Then I said "Motherfucker" <laughs> three times, and I'm like, "I don't. I look like an idiot." So that that ah, Neil, and that Neil was, Armstrong is an asshole. That was, that he deserved it. Didn't that. Neil Armstrong say, "This is one small step for a motherfucker, <laughs> yeah, one it, giant step for motherfuckers." Uh, yeah, so two of them are in context. It was yeah. in the third one. Aldrin ones. was supposed to go first, and he said, "You motherfucker." <laughs> When Neil Armstrong got out first, that's not true. No, no. <laughs> I made that up. Um, but their car, the, the moon buggy, was called the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. it was called MF One. MF One. But uh, yeah, and I, I watched it back and it looked ridiculous, and so I just didn't swear after that. Yeah, no, I don't swear in my act. I don't know why. I, I, I think if I ever wrote a joke that had swear in it, it, made it was made better because mm. of it, I'd probably keep it in. But I don't. Sometimes I, yeah, yeah. I think God, I wish I wasn't. I wish I didn't swear oh, in certain situations. My, it's just like, I, I wish people didn't find it so funny. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it you're pe- swearing and everyone's going, boo. Because I'm, like because I'm, I'm making a conscious effort at the moment to not swear in my new show. Oh, just as a uh, challenge. I can't wait to go and see Tommy Daslow's Dear Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, why did I bring this up? Oh, my friends are making fun Tommy Daslow's new show, Christians and Kids, oh. and all things nice. Here's my review of Tommy Daslow's new show. He didn't say shit once, but it is. Uh. <laughs> oh. Oh. What, pu- what publication printed that? <laughs> Every publication. Economist. The Guardian it was, it was, online. It was AAP. It, it went to a- everywhere. Reuters. Yeah. Some guy from <laughs> some guy from Reuters came in. Wow. The standards of Reuters have dropped. That article's only five words long. Yeah. The Hollywood Press came in. <laughs> Behind me, Dasilo show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is, it, you're right. Like it's, it's. There are certain bits where you get to, and you go, you know what? It really kicked this routine up the pants. Yep. Saying "fuck" is the second last word. Yep. Calling something a fucking thing is yep. just is great. It's just rocket fuel. Sometimes yep. it's part of the. Uh 
Like, if you watch someone like Bill Burr, it's part of the, the escalation is that you see him getting worked up and it's just... So swearing, it doesn't seem like it's out of... Ca- it doesn't... Right. It's, it feels like it's just part of the story. Yeah, it's... It's, it's part of his frust- him airing his frustration. Well, if it's in context, yeah. it works. But if it's punctuation yeah. or um, thinking music for the comedian, then that doesn't work. Or if it's not funny and you're kind of bolstering the joke with swear words. I would probably swear in character most of the time if I'm doing... Yeah. yeah. Partic- so somebody else is swearing yeah, yeah, yeah. in essence. Yeah. Yeah. That it's sweet routine about Carl going to Parliament House, <laughs> yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, what's that's, all this that voting sweet bullshit? Before the two, that, what you were like before the 2014 Comedy <laughs> Festival. <laughs> Before you oh. took a vow of, of swearing silence. Yeah. The good old days. The, main, the, the main good old fucking days. Because I've talked about this on the show before, my dad is like obsessed with swearing and not swearing. Right. So it's just to beat him so that I yeah. can have one year where him seeing the show doesn't end with him going, that language, yeah. like that's all it's for is just to finally try and my him. My mum did the same to me when I first started comedy saying, you know, Bob Hope and Groucho Marx never need, needed to swear, so you know why do you need Charlie to swear? Charlie, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Marcel Marceau. <laughs> yeah. But she came and saw Tommy um, my 2010 show. Everything's just fine, which was a bit sweary, but it was also pretty hardcore. And she loved that show. She right. probably loved that. And people were a little bit. Oh, what would your mum think about it? And she came up afterwards and said that was really, really funny. And right. I, not my cup of tea ordinarily but I thought it was pretty funny oh, so wow. good on you Olive there you go did you get so you swore a lot on dirty laundry because you had license a little to bit do that. Not, did, uh, not a lot Yeah. Did in you, fact very very little yeah. yeah it wasn't actually that much yeah because um, I remember you dropped the C-bomb first episode didn't you no oh, oh was that second no C-bomb was you know midway into the season ah, right. and that was in the context of uh, an attack on Charles Saatchi for his attack on his wife. Yeah, right. So it was an attack against violence against women. And then 774 picked it up as Debbie Anker from The Age did her weekly uh, piece on 774. And one of the callers said, it's a word that is misogynist and ends up in violence against women. Then John Fain invoked images of the 30,000-strong memorial march uh, for Jill Maher saying yes well we've just seen 30,000 people marching in Melbourne uh, in regards to violence against women and then I was on next oh, to respond bloody hell. and I asked if we could distance the use of that word from violence against women and he said no 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 but failed to realise that that was the context in which it was used yeah it was about a man being violent against the woman. And also, he hadn't seen the clip and was talking completely out of turn. I thought it was a perfect application because Charles Saatchi was a real cunt yeah. to his wife <laughs> and and probably is. Sounds like the perfect gig, just that sweet setup, your sweet support act there. And then you get to go on and try and be funny after that. <laughs> wow. Because I, I don't know if we... Oh, yeah, that radio crucifixion yeah and also doing it on the phone too so. oh really oh yeah. that sucks yeah in your car oh god <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't pull over just oh I pulled over <laughs> I pulled over so somewhere on uh, Hotham Road next to the cemetery up there someone just saw a guy just ranting oh, into yeah. his mobile phone it's a sweet 
tidbit for the Dum Dum Club reality tour if people want to yeah. The Dum Dum Club episode 171 reality tour. Yeah, yeah. You start at uh, State Parliament, yep. then you make your way to that cemetery. Yeah, in Hotham uh, Road. Then yeah. down to 774 South Bank. Yep. Uh, then to the supermarket, to the detergent aisle where I buy the soap to wash my mouth out with after I yep. say a bad word. I, I do think about it though. Most of my favourite comics now are, uh, they all of them swear and all of them are... Uh, yeah, all right. Mo- I'm most fucking right here, mate. <laughs> oh, sorry. And most of them tend to be people who have... No filter, you know, it just they yeah. just say what they're thinking and unapologetic. And I, I think I'm starting to like that more and more just because, I, I don't know, maybe it's because you don't get it in other mediums or something. Or yeah, for yeah. sure. If I was a listener to this show and Luke McGregor <laughs> said my favourite comedians, I'd be saying, well, n- name some of them because I want to know. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, uh, I love I Bill Burr, I love Louis C.K., I love Chappelle, I love Zach Galifianakis. Um, like his They're all listeners to the show, so yeah, they'll yeah. be. Zach Galifianakis yeah. is a really good swearer, though. Yeah, he, he's, he's stuff with the purple yeah. onion when he's just uh, and he, there's this gig. I think he does like seven minutes of when he was a bit earlier on, but it's just he just he's so he gets really angry and just yells at people, but it's just so funny and I don't know how he gets away with it. But he's just he's he's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, what I wanted to bring mm. up, um, Lawrence, was um, mm. because because you put yourself out there and you'll swear and do things, and you've been in the, the press a little bit lately with. Um, you know, criticism, and it's all easy to get criticised. Uh, the New Year's Eve coverage stuff. of the fireworks on yes. ABC One. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, I was I, hoping we'd dance around it a little bit more, but sure, let's just say exactly. I was just talking about all the stuff every time my mum sees you on TV. She right. screams. So I was going to talk about that, but that's cool. Um, the press reaction to the New Year's Eve fireworks coverage was pretty dire, and for most of it, picked up. A headline from TV Tonight that was quoting a tweet. So that's the strength of our TV criticism in this country. Both Fairfax and News Limited used train wreck. Wasn't wasn't it a lot of? There's always going to be. Sorry, I should interrupt you. No, you can interrupt all you like. I was just saying because it's 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 all of a sudden it's national. Automatically, whenever you do anything on that larger scale, it's automatically going to get people who hate it. So it's really easy just to quickly pick and choose your tweets. And just go bleh, because, and of course, they'd be, it'd be in their interest to do it because they weren't covering it. Yeah. So of course, there was even no matter how good it was, they're always going to put it down. Right? And even though there was a, I would say a fair percentage of positive feedback, you're not going to report on that necessarily because it doesn't make as good a headline as train wreck. Yeah. And the thing with, and that's the, the process that Twitter is, and the purpose that it serves is, the people that you know, marginalised and disaffected and lonely and they've never had a voice and now they've got a voice. And they can immediately just vent their spleen. And I don't have any issue with that because I've been part of that too. Anyone that's you know, read some of my Q&A tweets. Oh. <laughs> some of the best of Twitter.com is from Annie. Lawrence Mooney after a couple of Valium and red wine. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> late in an election campaign when I'm just declaring everyone a bit of a cunt, uh, then, you know... I know how satisfying that is just to press send. It's like, fuck you. You're up yourself. I'm going to fuck. You're going to read this because you're an egomaniac cocksucker. And, you know, so, you know, I'm going to have to suck on some of my own metaphorical Twitter balls. There was a moment where I, I was. <laughs> Beautiful. Twitter balls. Metaphorical Twitter, Twitter balls. Metaphorical yeah. Twitter balls. There was a moment when I, I was home. Another sweet landmark for the uh, reality tour for this episode the yeah. metaphorical Twitter balls. Yeah. Come and swing in the metaphorical yeah. Twitter balls just down by the wheel yeah. at Docklands. <laughs> 
<laughs> they should have put balls on the wheel. You're they right. should have put massive like how, nads on like it. Like how people get those like fake ones to like hang off the back of their cars mm. or like if their dog has like been oh, removed yeah. or whatever, people get those fake ones. Why don't they? Get a big pair on the Melbourne wheel. Why don't they just put a big uh, sign that said sorry until they fix this? <laughs> yeah. At least you could drive past and said sorry. <laughs> sorry until they dismantle it. Yeah, yeah they've, got ads, they've got – th- this is the funny thing because for those people that don't know, the Melbourne wheel, when was it first built? Like five years ago or something? Yep, I reckon. And it f- then it, it – It first went around in 2009, which was five years ago. Yeah, so the right. building of it would have started sometime before yeah. that. But yeah. it opened and then there was a heat wave and then it like started melting. So it's been closed while they try to repair it for the last five years. And it's just reopened and we're currently – in the middle of a pretty extreme heat wave. Yeah. So does it I'm, What's going to happen? No, it's shut again because uh, it started and two days later it suffered some bad shuddering. <laughs> and wow. and uh, they had to get everyone off it and then shut it down. Is so it currently shut right now? It is currently oh, shut wow. down. But there's ads for it on TV at the moment, which I love. I mean, somewhere... Really just running the ads. Yeah. <laughs> what about, <laughs> you know, the wheel as a concept... What about the caveman or the fucking Neanderthal that first invented that? If he was here just going, guys, you've had five years to get your wheel right. Oh, yeah. Just come yeah. on. You've I carved mine out of rock. <laughs> I carved mine out of rock with another rock. <laughs> you have got technology. Get someone from Japan over here to just make it. Like, it can't be as hard as the pyramids, surely. That to make a built. wheel? Yeah, we've already... They did have slaves, here. though, and in, I, and in I, their defence. And aliens yeah. helping them out. Slaves and them. aliens. <laughs> slaves and aliens. <laughs> and, those, and then those poor enslaved aliens sitting yeah. in the middle of the Venn diagram, <laughs> getting a real rotten time of it. Yeah. When do the aliens come down when the man theory, kind though? of frustrated them to the point where they just go, all right, we've got to intervene here, so... Sooner or later, if that wheel's not up by the end of the year, the spaceship's just going to land down there at Victoria. Oh, Park you think maybe that's what happened with the pyramids? They kept doing they a fucked the job of it. And they're like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Did you see my sense. alien impersonation? <laughs> yeah. I did a bit of Nanu Nanu. <laughs> I went... And I, and I also like your version of Nanu Nanu, which was a Star Trek symbol which with your hands. Spock, which is Spock, Prosper. Right. <laughs> which Nanu Nanu is Mork. That's yeah. not, I was about that's to I was about to mock you by saying, that's Spock... In like a you idiot tone and, and saying, that's Spock, peace be with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. But that's Nanu <laughs> Nanu, isn't it? <gasps> no, Nanu Nanu. Mork said Nanu Nanu. Yeah, yeah, but what was his hand gesture? Just then you did that's peace. Just he just that. did a peace sign. Was it? No, no, but... <laughs> holding your fingers apart like that, that was... That no, was no, he used to do that. Prosper that's prosper yeah, no, but he, Mork used to open and close his hands like that. Oh, did, did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You're having trouble doing it, aren't you? Because... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I like that we're making fun of the guy for not knowing nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. What are you, not a virgin? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm... I like how we beat McGregor to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sci-fi is sound. Nanu Nanu and that hand movement is a reference to a sci-fi comedy. You guys are all in this serious <laughs> world of serious, serious, you know, bloody planets... Of- See how I made a, a, rhyme, yeah, yeah. a rhyming word <laughs> for serious? He's at it again. Because <laughs> I'm a dad. Planets you and your bloody life. planets and How universes. deep into the... Uh, it is called Mork and Mindy is science fiction. Like, is it's that, science fiction. I mean, technically because it's about Mork's, aliens. But it's, yeah. I mean, technically, aren't. it's about aliens. <laughs> no, no, but I like... I mean, it's a know, sci-fi it's, comedy. But, yeah. but it's like not like deep into this. Like there's yeah. no... You know, like nerds love like... Star Trek, because there's a reality and like there's. Oh, so there's no reality on the planet of Orc. Oh, for fuck! (laughs) No, but and when Jonathan Winters comes down as their child, 
and they predate fucking Benjamin Button by years about yeah. people being born old and going backwards to youth. That's right. They, there's no reality in that. No, but fuck you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but true, like, there's no true science fiction nerds that are obsessing over like the reality of Alf. Do you know what I mean? Like reading yeah. into his history and his home planet and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. That's fair enough. Oh, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You've wasted your life. <laughs> Sorry for decimating your favourite show, Mooney. I um, didn't realise. You know that Mork and Mindy was a spin-off. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Happy days. One yeah. of many. Laverne One of and Shirley. Oh, was it? Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Uh, um, Charchi loves Joni. Yes. Um, ha- Mork and Mindy gets was a spin-off of Happy great. Days. Yeah. yeah. Mork it? first appeared on Happy Days. The alien appeared on Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Wow. I don't know. They even let that sort of. Yeah, I don't know what where what the rules are. Yeah, you know, playing juke, the jukebox at Al's diner, <laughs> an alien coming down. But well, that was the fifties for you. It was a rock and roll period. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's the problem with some. I guess not a problem. It makes sense, but it often shows now. Once the rules are set up, it's like okay. Now I remember uh, Josh Abrams talking about um, JJ Abrams. Sorry, talking about. Um, Felicity when he was writing on that and he's like this would be so much easier if I could just make her a spy at some point because <laughs> he started to think I, I don't know what to do as the next plot point or what happens in this episode and blah 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 and he goes if I could make her a spy then I'd, that's every that's everything I just give her a mission every episode and that's how Elias started and what show Felicity Felicity because he used to write on Felicity well, I've, never, did, did I've he, never heard of that was show Felicity it was the show just, it was, was just like a girl at, I think it was just about a girl at college and living her life I think that was I think was that might have been the show where I remember one season it came back and she had like quite a distinctive hairstyle. Yes. Yeah, And then yeah. she came back and she changed it and everyone was just like, what, what? the fuck? Yeah, yeah, Maybe J.J. Yeah, yeah. Abrams was in charge of that. Maybe, Maybe he yeah. was like, that was his little way of trying to, you know, change just the canon. Give her a spy hair. Yeah. That's the sort of hair a spy would have. Her hair was undercover. Yeah. Um, now, I talk up, uh, talking about criticism, I, when I was thinking about you today, I thought mm. I'd go on the internet and find out criticism of, of us because the thing is we don't yeah. get too much criticism oh, because no. who gives a shit? But um, <laughs> with a podcast, you know, you tend to get people who either, you know, you don't walk by. My, my idea is you don't walk by, like, the TV and, uh, and see us accidentally and then have an opinion, which, you know, I think happens with no, TV. You've got to come right. looking for a podcast, don't yeah. you? Yeah. That yeah. being said, there could be people on a tour of state parliament right now who can see in through the window. So they're yeah. kind of like walking by this and maybe <laughs> they'll think, oh, who's that? Yeah. I wonder who those guys are. Mm. So here's a selected. Here's, what a, here's a few things I found today um, aimed towards us. We got reviews on a certain website. This wasn't on iTunes either. Um, so Jennifer McKenzie gave us five stars and said, such a funny podcast, infinitely re-listenable. So awesome, I've even rubbed one out to it. I think we've talked about that before. Oh, that's we? from ages ago. That's, yeah. not, that's not criticism. That's a really good review. No, no, I'm starting with good. Oh, okay. okay. No, good. criticism okay. can be good. Technically speaking, can't yeah. you know, oh, yeah, yeah. A critical but, uh, review. Yes, yeah. but that, yeah. was, that sounds like a really nice review. Yeah, but is Jennifer McKenzie one of you guys using a pseudonym? It's my wife. I rubbed one out. <laughs> I, she rubbed one out to a podcast. Yeah. That yeah. Is, that's way sexy. Yeah, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Quite a long that's session it. too, because they go for about an hour. Yeah, and you you, <laughs> yeah, that's that's How good much? stamina. Yeah, if you're what you you're saying, she didn't you say she masturbated for the whole yeah. podcast. Because that's the thing as well. I think with pornography, there's there's a certain rhythm, there's certain predictability as to what's happening, and that's. How that you can maintain that process because mm. you know. I'll tell you the rhythm and the predictability. Let's get this done before anyone gets home. Yeah. That's the rhythm and the predictability. <laughs> if you can just crunch that ice right into the microphone, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was holding the microwave before, but just, I just get a little bit more hot as you're doing it. 
That's some good stimulation for anyone rubbing one out here. It's, so that's number one. That's number one of three. So that's good. All right. I want to open, open, open. Good. Um, he's 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 good and he's a he's a. I midpoint. get the sense these are about to go downhill he's very rapidly. This is a midpoint. So the 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 title is so so sad. <laughs> uh, but there's a rating of five stars. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, what, what's this? Where's this going to go? So. Uh, this was from Lost My Necklace, which I believe is a corporate. Okay. So they're, so they're already in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're in a very is, bad mood. Is that why they're so, so sad? Because they lost their necklace? Well, let's, let's find okay. out. <laughs> Five stars, those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm. The more stories Carl tells from his past, the more I'm certain that he's completely unaware he's living an absolute tragedy of a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... That's that's signed I'm, everyone I'm, from Spleen. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm clinging to the five stars though. Yeah. So, so that that sounds like they're just sad for you, but they're enjoying the podcast. Too. Yeah. Well, huh. it makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. yeah. Is what yeah. It, that's what we've always tried to do. I, I would th- argue. Yeah. I five stars. Five stars pre- sucks to be Carl. You know, present as particularly tragic. I've never looked at you and thought that's a tragic figure. I mean, you've got a nice. level of self awareness. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm an entertainer. You're pretty good right. no, There's none of the stories that I tell in this podcast going, check this out. <laughs> this is how good I am. I accidentally said fuck to a guy in Parliament once. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> I do like that. I'm presuming you got these off iTunes? Um, because I didn't. Oh, well, right. Well, he did start by saying, I got these off a website I've never really heard of. So if it was <laughs> iTunes, I'd go, wow, that's tragic. Well, that right. rubbing one out <laughs> one is definitely from iTunes. But, okay. it, but well, this just, is not where I got it but from. That's, but iTunes does the same thing where you put a review in and it makes you put a subject line for the review. Yes. Which yes. that's not necessary. Just put your stars and put why you like it. Yeah. Why have you got to go... A fun time for everyone, and yeah, then yeah. follow it up with more yeah, extrapolating you of your a, thoughts. You don't yeah. need a sub editor in making yeah. a headline. Well, you need it. a sub editor to get your subject line in. Yeah. What about people that send emails and write the whole thing in the subject line? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. They're, they're not good people. I used to accidentally have um, my friend set up a website for me, and he. Without me asking... Accidentally what set up a website, Your Honour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't ask for the features that were included into it. That's you said, Andy, why have you set this website up for me? <laughs> <laughs> Muirhead! <laughs> I just got no, it. This is calchandler.gov.taz. Oh no, this is oh. I think I think we talked about this once before and chopped 40 minutes out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Liveless potting. Yes. So um I, yeah, my friend set one up for me and yeah. included that feature of you know on a website where instead of it's just got click on here and it'll automatically send you to, to Outlook or whatever for an email. Oh yeah, yeah. He set it up where you could just type into the box and put whatever you want in and there's no verification process at all. Yeah. So it was just this guy that was sort of didn't like me at all sending me emails because there was no recrimination. There was no sort of um, oh, know, really? double no checking of the email. Oh, yeah. And it would go straight to your box but you couldn't it, reply. It would just go straight. So, uh, you know, a lot of mornings I would get up and it would be like something sent from 4am and it would say business opportunity, you know, gig. We want you for a gig <laughs> as the title. And then you'd read into it and go, yeah, we've seen you around town, really liked you and whatever and we thought we'd really like to book you uh, for five minutes if you could come down. Why don't you go and get fucked your shit house? I just <laughs> go sideways what halfway through well, and go, on, what fuck yourself. Why do you hate you? Um, he's cr- he's cr- you know why I think he hated me? This guy, I used to be friends with him. 
And then he was just... You know when you get to a point in your life like where you realise you don't have to hang around with the people that you met when you were eight years old? No. I, I cut friendships. I cut them just at the fucking hip. Yeah, Bang. Right. Like a samurai. Right. <laughs> I had a friend recently... Uh, no, I got a good friend, Peter, and he was saying that he went to breakfast. He'd, he'd taken care of the kids being looked after the weekend. Him and his wife went to a hotel for the weekend and he said to... His mate and his wife, why don't you join us for breakfast? We've got rid of the kids, so no kids. And his mate and his wife turned up with the kids. And I said, end the friendship. And he goes, <laughs> what? And I said, just end it. Just, just never call the guy again. He's a fucking hopeless friend. And uh, he goes, no, I don't think I'll do that. And I said, you, you, you get a really good... It's a refreshing feeling. It's a nice feeling to end a mm. friendship. And he goes, you fucking psychopath. <laughs> it's meant to be a traumatic, unsettling feeling, not a nice feeling. Yeah. I thought, oh, really? <laughs> I've cut some ties lately and I'm mm. with you. It feels good. It feels good. Especially when it's people that have kind of been drifting for a little bit and you go, I'm just going to be honest with myself in my head. This is done. Are yeah. you physically cutting it? Are you doing anything about it? Or physically just... cutting anyone, oh, right. no, but yeah. just... Just oh, accepting. I'd, I'd you know take you out the samurai sword and cut them. <laughs> yeah. well, my, my thing goes from like if you're telling a story about something from the ego, a mate of mine, and I'll stop myself and I'll go, no, you know what? Not a mate. Just a guy that I used to know. That's, oh, that's my big thing. A guy that I used that's, to know. That's a, that's a big So whenever thing. I hear a story yeah. Yeah. that starts with that, yeah. I'm going to feel a little bit sad. Yeah. 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 That got yeah. you song. It's about I, me. <laughs> I cut a friendship because I was getting reviewed. You know, probably... Maybe once a year or whatever, we might be having a few drinks together, and he would say, like, "Well, I'm cutting the I friendship of, of the person who said I was. I've lost my necklace. I'm no longer friends with lost my necklace. Yeah, they've said I've got an absolute tragedy of a life. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. I know. And, and so yeah, it was like, oh, I don't like the way that you do this. Blah blah blah. It's like, oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean you know any offence to that. And then I just thought, nah, no one else does that to me, and I, I think I'm an okay guy. So fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mum. <laughs> Need to swear to make good comedy. Yeah, that's the best example. We, we'd have made. Uh, we'd have made it. I like, like how I like how that that is so much less offensive than swearing. It's yeah. like here's here's my nice comedy. I'm cutting you off, Mum. I don't want to be I friends did, with you I did anymore. say fuck you. Yeah. I'm cutting you off, fucking Mum. Mum, Mum, fucker. My, my, my friend used to rank top ten lists and once a month he'd send out an email with uh, ten of us oh ranked boy. his top what? ten lists. Yeah. Ranking you. And, uh, but it was quite funny and it was like, uh, you know, Luke went to the movies with me on Tuesday and I know no one else showed up so he's on third, he's second but Dave won because he, I need to lift to the airport and Dave was there. So he'd, we'd get a, and, we, and the first time we got it we're like, what the fuck is this? And then it, so as, it, as a couple of months went by, we'd be trying really hard to get on top. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it became a thing. Yeah, I love that. Is it, it was before or after uh, internet? Was this this is, it, this is when, this is just sort of when emails. Before or after? Yeah. It's still was, going. Well, it was after yeah. internet. Yeah, but this is, this, is, this is when emails were just starting to right. you know, That's great. In. I love the idea but of But we like started to get competitive about it. We're like, well, I don't get it. I, I, I said I could give you a lift. I, just, I was working. I was, but I, I, that shouldn't put me back a rank. <laughs> like, yeah. I love like, that. Entering your friends into a contest that they get no say in <laughs> they can't opt out they didn't choose to be in it and the they're just unwilling so participants funny. and even ones that go I'm not even your friend anymore I don't want to be part of this they yeah. just consistently laugh yeah. <laughs> no no you put them first just to stir up some competition people yeah. go this guy's telling him he hates him and he's getting up to number one you know, fast. What's yeah, going on? I've got to appreciate P 
Pete's conviction in his, uh, you know, rejection of my friendship. I, think that <laughs> I he, like it. I like it. I like it. He uh, calls it how he one. sees it, and that's how no he's ever, one. No one's ever talked to me like that before, and I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate, I respect him. <laughs> Treat him mean, keep him keen. Pete, you are living proof of that. I'd be disappointed if you went, you're the only one going to the cinema with, with the mate, and no one else turned up. Yeah. I don't think I'd even bother with a, the top ten list if you asked all your mates to come and only one mate turned up. Oh, well, uh, that's why I was number one that, oh, if I hadn't, if I hadn't given a lift to the airport. But it was, I, it was, I, I kind of, my only rule now with friends is that if I, I think, I think it was a quote, I'm going to murder the quote, but it was something like, um, it's not about how much time you spend with them, but that it's exactly the same no matter how much time has passed or something like that. I think that's quite, oh, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So that's any friend who, I don't feel like I have to top up the friendship. They're kind of the ones I keep stick around the most, I think, nowadays. Yeah. That's yeah. Actually, that's what remo- that reminds me of something. Um, to have a good friend, be a good friend. <laughs> huh? yes. Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> Who is Ralph Waldo Emerson? Hey, he was some guy. Oh. He was some guy that wrote on calendars. Right. Right. No, he's a poet philosopher. It's, it seems weird to be a philosopher when your middle name's Waldo. Is it? Why? It sounds, sounds like a made-up cartoon thing. Don't you think? Not back in the... I want to give a lot of respect to someone called Waldo. 19th century. <laughs> you're a Waldo. It's probably... You walk with, a, you know, a good gait and a sense of purpose. Right. Well, it reminds me... Would you like to be Carl Waldo? No, I no. wouldn't. Too late. No. Too late. No. Your nickname's Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waldo Chandler. Oh. Man, I was there when that was invented. Um, Waldo fucking Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> you can just call me Waldo, Tommy. Where's Waldo? He's yeah. in bloody state parliament yeah. hiding from the cops. Yeah. I, um, Swearing at the cops. This reminds me I, of, a, of a thing that my girlfriend said to me over the weekend. Um, Add it to the list. Of pretty insane things, um, she she's got a real thing about feet, so she absolutely hates um, anything like uh, anything being wrong with the, the human foot, any form of um, mm-hmm. un, uncleanliness, any form of if I my toenails are, are like a two millimeters long, it's it's on. Does she it's, like pedicures? Go and get a pedicure with her. They're good. Yeah, well, she's, nice. she's very concentrating on my feet at the moment. She's very worried about my length of toenail. Oh, yeah. Um, so she, uh, I've been doing quite a bit of running lately. I had a, a blister on my foot and uh, I sat down next to her and she looked at it and just got obsessed by it and was just like going, you need to fix that. You need to fix that. I'm like, I don't know how much I can fix it. You know, I've got a blister. But you need to just cut that off. Cut it off now. And I'm like, just settle down. Just we're just relaxing. I've just been for a run. I'm just going to sit here and just have a drink of water. She's like, "You need to get rid of that thing now. Can you go and get something and get rid of it now?" If you I'm just like, put a "I'm so- just going to sit here." And she goes, and she got herself so wound up. She goes, "You know what? That's the sort of thing that's going to make you lose friends." <laughs> really? <laughs> so I, I blisters. Agree. I don't know where that comes on your mate's list. If you if, if you, that's going to bump me how far down for a blister on my foot. Oh. Maybe number five. If you, if you if you cover it up with a sock, is you go, does she like? Then it's fine. Yeah. So as long as she doesn't see it, it's fine. It so as long exist. as I'm never bare. Or does she? See, or even if with a sock on, she knows it still exists. So she still wants you to get rid of it. Yeah, she does continually ask me if I've cut my nails. Okay. Why do you just get, do what they do in romantic comedies? 
you chase her around trying to touch her with the blister and then you fall laughing on the carpet and <laughs> make some sweet love and we cut to the next scene. It's, it's hard to chase someone around with a blister when it's on your toe. Like, yeah, it's hard to know, run if you're running after her. Holding it up near her and she's like, Carl, stop it. Waldo, you, stop it. If you oh, cut it off and put it in a little Petri dish. Yeah, just oh, right boy. Or just smoke some ice and go crazy and cut your toe off and just go, are you happy, bitch? <laughs> I am lying. <laughs> Classic romantic comedy. Classic yeah. romantic comedy. You've seen the ice pipe. Yeah. With, um, <laughs> Catherine, Bill, Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Bill, yeah. yeah. And Bill Paxman. <laughs> Bill Paxman? Yeah. yeah. Bill Paxton. Pax, yeah, Paxton. no, Paxman. He's Paxman, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, distant cousin of Bill Paxton. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who are the two that always get Bill Pullman and Bill, Bill Paxman? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's why Paxman. Bill Paxman them up. I want to ask you about this, Lawrence. You told me um, one of the last mm. times I saw you about... Um, a cruise ship, a cruise ship you're on, mm. and maybe the end of um, employment. That's the end of my cruise, my cruise ship career is over. That's it. I went uh, on the Royal Caribbean cruise line on my third cruise, so they were happy with my previous work, and I used it as an alcoholic bender. To <laughs> <laughs> um, set things up like a cruise ship gig, traditionally, I think it's come a little bit back more in fashion, but traditionally it's not a, it's not a very good... Um, Thing in the past, like it's not it's not a focused um, great comedy thing, but I think lately it's it's come well, back. Well, it's it's a it's an okay earner, and yeah. there's a lot more cruise ships coming into Australia, and the cruise season goes from I think October through to April before they leave and go back to the Northern Hemisphere. And, I and so there's a lot of cruises. In fact, the cruise industry is huge. I think that's and that, is that a, like a, a latter day thing because I, I don't think I remember comics of your caliber doing it. Before maybe five years ago or something. No, it, I, there just wasn't the work, and yeah. it was mainly P and O, which is, um, you know, P and O's a more traditionally Australian crew, which you might see five guys marauding around deck blind on some kind of footy trip. Yeah, and it's where you know cops go to meet hairdressers, basically. Right. <laughs> all the women, all the women are tattooed, and all the guys, you know. Uh, Tradies or cops. So what, what happened on your cruise? I uh, there's there's a family show uh, at seven and then nine, and you've got to keep it really clean. And I hadn't really worked up the set in my head that I'd done previously. In fact, I didn't have my notebook with me. I couldn't remember what I was doing. I'd hit the piss pretty hard for three days. <laughs> Is this like and one of these cartoons where... It was a bit silvery. I was like Pete Doherty, you know, coming out of a nightclub. It's oh. just like one of these cartoons where you see in movies or whatever where someone's on a bender and all of a sudden they end up on a ship going out into the middle of the ocean. That's how you got booked for this gig. <laughs> so I went out and I think, you know, I sailed pretty close to the wind, to use a sailing metaphor. Um, and I had another cruise booked with the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. Hey... Are you sick of not having hepatitis? <laughs> Get on the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line and go to the buffet. Um, that was one of your gags? Oh, okay. I do talk about the food and the obesity on board. And, um, I talked about parents trying to have sex while they've got children in the room, you know, <laughs> stuffing the curtain into your wife's mouth while you're... <laughs> and you're biting on a towel. <laughs> And parents were laughing and it's going over kids' heads. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying having sex. I was saying, you know, who, who's tried to get one away while the kids are sleeping? And, you know, I was just trying to pass it over the children's heads. A lot know, of repressed show. memories yeah, being yeah. created it's here. It's a family show where parents have come along to watch comedy and they've just got children with Okay. Them. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, I had another cruise booked and then I heard from the uh, booking agent slash promoter. Uh, there'd been an unprecedented volume of complaints. <laughs> Uh, and they had to cancel the contract. Oh, no. And that, that is amazing to, for ha- to have that many complaints given that you're out in the middle of the ocean. For those people to work that hard to get Wi-Fi, like that's an effort. Yeah. Well, they, they fill out feedback forms that are going straight to the crew, but I think they can, you know, send little on-ship emails to... Right. Morse code. Someone got on the Morse code <laughs> machine to complain <laughs> about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Was there any part but of I it? had an overwhelming <laughs> amount of support too. And then I did a late show, which was, you know, just kind of pure filth and adult fun. <laughs> and that was... Not like that boring out. kid show where you're talking about <laughs> people's parents <laughs> fucking while the kids are asleep. Yeah. Sticking curtains in women's mouths. <laughs> finally, we can let yeah. loose. Oh. <laughs> and I had a we can uncensor and say it wasn't really a curtain at all. It was a fire hose that I turned on. Phew, <laughs> 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 what relief. Uh, hey, hey. Yeah, we're all adults here, aren't we? <laughs> it wasn't a curtain. She was already unconscious. <laughs> but, yeah, it's amazing how cruise liners become the arbiters of good taste. Oh. Uh, what happened recently? Um, a woman got so depressed that she jumped off and dragged her boyfriend with her. Two people dead at sea. Uh, some guy lost so much in a casino that he jumped off only... By freak accident, somebody saw him. They turned the ship around and got him out of the water. What about that one on PO where that woman was drugged, raped, passed away, and they've just kind of like, they tampered with evidence. And then they say, do you know what? That stuff you did about sex, it's a little bit distasteful. You're not coming on the cruises anymore. <laughs> Fucking cruise liners. <laughs> Jesus I like how you Christ. brought up all those examples to us as if we all keep abreast of the cruise liner tragedies <laughs> yeah. that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, the guy who... Yeah. The <laughs> they were all significant news on. you got to stop. Well, all I can think of is is picturing you on the love boat and Captain Steubing going, oh, we're a little bit of light after-dinner entertainment. We've got, we've got a quaint Australian colonial comedian coming out here. Hey, Hey guys, anyone try to stick one into your missus when the when the kids are having a bit of a snore? Gopher just going, what the? <laughs> Get Isaac in here. <laughs> the moon boat. Love. Yeah. Exciting yeah. and new. <laughs> Come aboard. We're waiting for you. Gopher the more like. Gopher more like. The kids are getting to sleep and then fucking go for it, eh? <laughs> well, that's more like it. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's God. great that Gary Chook loves my routine. <laughs> <laughs> routine. Gary Chook should go on the boat. Yeah, he should. There oh, should be man. the Chook cruise. But, you know, I, I, I was kind of magnanimous about the whole thing. I said, okay, I understand. And uh, I got on board with three other performers: a hypnotist a classical pianist who also does some Billy Joel, Elton John, Hmm. and a country and Western performer. And I thought, and I'm, you know, this may sound arrogant, but I thought that I was above those people (laughs) and that I wasn't suited to the crews, okay? Yeah. And on board I was thinking, why am I doing this? And then I went out and did my gig and I was messy and (laughs) they sacked me and fine and I understand that. And then I was took a step back and I think that probably the problem is and and this has been you know part of that showbiz thing where you will do anything to try and break away from your previous world so you can remain in showbiz employed in it you say yes to everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that habit doesn't die very easily and even if you're too busy you still do it and try and cram stuff in that you maybe you should let go yeah and I probably should have said no to cruises a while ago because 
they're quite time consuming for the money. Um, and, you know, I am not suited to that life. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, you know, there's comics that I admire of a certain calibre that aren't doing cruises because they're playing to their own audience on tour. Yeah. So maybe I should get my shit together in that regard and stop just going, yeah, I'll do it, no worries, and well, how, signing up for anything. How is, it, how is it where you go... And they're a lot of fun, by the way. I don't want to besmirch the whole cruise world. I've had a lot of fun on cruises. Yeah. But there's a point where you do get cabin fever. You're getting drinks that are duty-free. You're an honorary officer, so you get another 40% off. You're drinking a martini for five bucks a time. I was sideways a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm just blind and then just going back to my cabin and then waking up and you, at sea. And where am I? There's burning sun just coming through your porthole. What's it like having a hangover but waking up and you're still rocking on a, cr- on a boat? You just go upstairs and you get into the pool and just try and cool yourself <laughs> off and then go and get some fruit salad and somebody says there's always a, an ambush and the other thing is you go to a comedy club you do your gig you come home hmm. you're stuck with the audience but that's and what so I was you're beholden ask you. to them too they go hey hey comedian come over here come and have a beer with us and you've got to go over because uh, you know you're part of the crew's life yeah yeah and so you're having conversations a lot of conversations with people you wouldn't ordinarily do and sometimes that's really good and sometimes it's a bit shit but there's always an ambush someone that is waiting for you and on the final day of that cruise I was hung over <laughs> Like a motherfucker, I was shaking, and I, you could use that. McGregor. I had a bowl of fruit salad, and I turned around. I was kind of like shaking, and this woman goes, "I have been on cruises for." T-. I thought, "Oh, here she is, veteran." I've been on cruises for twenty-one years, and I have never seen anything as appalling as what you presented the other night. I was sitting, and I was like, "Oh," part of my brain was. Like throw the fruit salad on yeah. and tell stick, her to fuck off. Stick a curtain in her mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finish this now. <laughs> well, what did you do? I did said, you? fuck off, mum. His <laughs> <laughs> mum was on the ship with him and she hated it. Oh, she was already out of the friendship group. Yes. I listened to the sustained <laughs> attack. Yeah. And she said there was a 12-year-old boy in front of me and I was embarrassed for him. I said, did he seem visually upset, was he? And... She goes, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what are you talking about? Did you speak to him? No, but it, your material, blah, blah, blah. On she went. And I said, listen, the feedback's been overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> and I thank you for yours. <laughs> As I put a large chunk of watermelon in my dial. No. <laughs> that's, because that's what I was going to say. Anytime you, know, you have a gig and then you, you've got that thing about thinking on, on the way home if it's gone badly or whatever, or if you've had a bad experience, whatever it is, I've had that time where you, you're just alone with your own thoughts for you know half an hour drive home or whatever but if you're having a bad experience on that cruise and you're just stuck on a boat surrounded by millions of liters of water like surely that's a pretty surreal weird horrible experience you're just surrounded by horizon which is a beautiful thing you know you're out there you go it's a big disc and we're in the middle of it i'm insignificant (laughs) and some woman goes you You hey you're ruining my buzz lady but you know you look across the pool and people are smiling or nodding or you just see someone just giving you that (laughs) don't think so man people who were offended in their ears ears. coming talking back to like a 
someone at a gig was uh, a lady came up after a gig once and uh, she goes, uh, you started okay, but that whole middle bit was, and the middle bit was 20 minutes. <laughs> she goes, that whole middle bit was just shit. <laughs> and her husband was there and he sort of, gra- he sort of put, her, put his hand on her shoulder and goes, oh, look, he doesn't want to hear this. And she, and she puts her hand up and takes his hand off her shoulder. And she goes, yeah, he does. He goes, this is how he gets better <laughs> from hearing feedback. <laughs> and uh, that, and uh, he goes, and she goes, she goes, what happened? She said, it just, were you not, th- did you not have anything prepared? And I, I'm, and I, I'd, and he goes, look, he doesn't want to hear it. And uh, and then the, yeah, I just said, I don't want to hear it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a gig of yours. Was this know. when you debuted the motherfucker moon bit? Yeah, there's a motherfucker moon. Because I agree with him in that case. <laughs> it was just terrible. Oh, I, I didn't I have. I'd say there's a there's a license that. Um, Middle-aged women give themselves just to come up and give you a bit of fucking feedback. Now, a guy of the same age might hate you, but he doesn't say boo to a goose. But it's like, do you know, if you're a fucking 60-year-old woman and you've got something to say to somebody about how they're going in life, mind your own fucking business. (laughs) (laughs) And fuck off back to the shitty little country town you're from. For all the 60-year-old women that do listen to our show, I yeah. hope they haven't been offended. No, in seriously. 60-year-old men slash women. women. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know the age, maybe mid-60s, a little bit fucking angry at the world. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> so you came along to get upset. You weren't prepared to be entertained or to laugh at all. You fucking wicked old stick. I wanna, well, I'm going to get the Panic Syndrome Manifest of that chip. I'm going to find out. I'm going to go door to door and find out I, I who had, they are. I had, a guy, I had a guy once. I got out of a gig and uh, it was the worst gig I've ever done. It was horrible. I was trying new. It didn't work. I don't know why. It's stuff that I've never even digged up to see if I could make something of. It was that shit. And I got off stage and I sat next to a guy. And because uh, I couldn't leave the building, I had to sit in the audience again. And I sat next to this guy, and he goes, um, "He goes, what happened?" <laughs> and I said, uh, "Sorry." And he he goes, uh, I, "I don't know if I probably won't come across on the podcast, but he goes, looks all right, <laughs> like I like I like I done like I insulted him or something." And he's like, "Like he was the bigger man to accept yeah. the apology." <laughs> yeah. I sat through this, and now I'm being bigger. He's like, well, like I can't like like I can't stay angry at you. I guess like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just making me feel bad. So. Well, Luke, um, I remember a gig really early on where you'd moved to Melbourne. You hadn't been in Melbourne that long and you came and did Soft Belly um, that I used to run. That's turned into Five Boroughs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a gig where, because you've got this great magic sort of nervousness on stage, but it was you've sort of got it under control now, but you used to have it. It would wildly fluctuate. Yeah, I get too nervous. I wouldn't get There was a gig where you got the most nervous anyone <laughs> could ever get. Yeah, And I it remember. just went insane where you end up getting out notes on stage and you couldn't read the notes because you were so nervous. And you did this thing where you'd start to talk and you'd stop and you'd start and stop, and everyone was like, This, we don't know what's happening, yeah, uh, we don't understand why you're saying this stuff, and it sort of went really weird. And then after the gig, this because I was running the gig and introing all the acts, uh, a woman literally came up to me and goes, Just so I know, <laughs> that last guy that was on, is he retarded? <laughs> wow, so now we're. Married. <laughs> and I'm like, Lawrence's mum. <laughs> Fuck off, Lawrence's mum. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> so we finished your <laughs> trial show already. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all the time we have this week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Lawrence Mooney, Luke McGregor, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Thanks guys. For having us. Lawrence, you're at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. I'm you're at both? the Adelaide Fringe Festival and up at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, yeah. and I will not be on a cruise. Yeah, Luke McGregor, you're the same. Uh, I'm the same. I could I keep in Perth too, but I oh. can't the dates are. We'll put that up on the website. And I'm sure you'll be talking all about it on Twitter. Just look up <laughs> Luke McGregor. Yeah, all over the place. Guys, we've got our Brisbane podcast on sale and we've got our Melbourne podcasts on sale. Uh, head to our website, littledumdumclub.com for tickets and all that stuff. Come down. It's going to be – there's all sorts of stuff happening Bris- this time of year. It's Brisbane, Saturday, March the 8th, I believe. Yes, so at uh, the Southside Tea Rooms. Yep. It's going to be heaps of fun. Yep. Big guests already confirmed. It's going to be great. Yep, got uh, T-shirts on sale, guys. Yep, yep, not many left. And – Please go and vote for um, one Josh, left. Josh Earl. Yeah, Rad- not not long left. A couple of days left to vote yeah, for Josh Earl. Rad left Dad if theme. you get this immediately. Josh Earl, the Rad Dad theme on the Triple J Hottest 100. Manually yeah. type that in. Guys, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.